0: what your friend for everything them you think that you the man i think not fly down what your friend whatever hello welcome back to question block secret loss live historical educational podcast I am Wires, or at Wires of NYC on Instagram, also known as Alex, and with me is...
1: Aerialist.
0: How can they find you?
1: Aerial.ist.
0: So uh, this week we're talking about philosophy, which is a great topic for a show called Question Block, because philosophy is the, the science, the of discipline questions. of asking questions. <laughs> if you could maybe walk us through a, a timeline, and then we each did research on uh several different philosophers so like as it comes up we'll talk about those particular philosophers take us back to the beginning the ancient world early philosophy as i understand it from my research is very funny because it's all called the the very like first i guess philosophers um are called pre-socratic which is funny because they're like named after the much better philosopher who came later Yes. Yeah. Socrates was in like golden age. Let's talk Athens. about the pre-Socratics yeah. before we get into who okay. Socrates
1: was. Okay, we'll build up the tension.
0: Well, the funny thing is, you know that they couldn't have called themselves pre-Socratic because they like didn't know who Socrates was.
1: They also <laughs> couldn't call themselves philosophers of the ancient world because their world <laughs> was like it was present. the world. Yeah. So I basically think of these guys as like what stuff is made of. Like one of them was like, okay, everything's made of water, and then the other another one was like. Uh, no, I think everything's made of fire. They they just kind of
0: they did a lot of arguing about what stuff is made of. Yeah,
1: and then one of them had a, a shape a shape cult.
0: Well, let me let's break down. Let's tell their names, okay? So so the what?
1: Water dude was th- Thales of Miletus. Thales
0: is the earliest back philosopher I found. So seventh century B.C. Um, yeah, and he was kind of the. I guess he was very well off and was one of the like a wealthy family. As was was one of the He was like a babe, he was wealthy, and he was one of the first guys who was like, there must be rational explanations for stuff. So he famously got rich from like just studying basic cause and effect. I guess this is all recorded in tablets that they found. But uh, he noticed that like when there were heavy rains, there would be a good olive harvest. And whereas everybody else was like, no, we get a good olive harvest from praying to the gods, right? And so he like put it to the test. So one year it rained like very heavily all summer. And he went out and bought up, I guess, like, every olive press in town and, like, cornered the market and then just, like, made a fortune because there was a good olive harvest.
1: Okay, so he believed everything was made of water. Mm-hmm. That that was, like, his thing. He was like, it's all water, ice, everything, right?
0: Yeah, they did want to know where humans came from, definitely. Oh, by the way, these are, these are in the Ionian school. There are two pre-Socratic schools. So there's the Greeks and the Ionians. The Ionians are more like modern day turkey or whatever it's still off the mediterranean um,
1: there's also the eastern school and we'll talk about that in like a s separate little section right yeah, after sorry, this sorry this is the
0: western we're just talking about the western school
1: but, we, but i'm going to talk about the three main eastern mm-hmm. dudes
0: i remember right now
1: pythagoras <laughs> was the triangle cult guy
0: and there really was a shapes cult yeah which is cool
1: yeah he he was like i love triangles <laughs> and um Maybe he was he was like the first the first gay philosopher. Oh wait, they were all gay probably, because because Greek.
0: It was fine to be attracted to both men and women back No, then. I
1: just mean because the triangle.
0: They were all pan.
1: The triangle is like the symbol.
0: Oh, I just think the Greeks were all pan. Socrates was too.
1: That was the joke that I made, and now it's not funny.
0: No, because they were all they were all bi. Okay, um,
1: so he was really into two triangles also the harmony of the spheres so he thought that all planets had like a magical sound which is so cool and then he also had a cult where you you weren't allowed to eat legumes you yeah there were like a couple other rules but that's like the weirdest one
0: Okay. And
1: uh, everyone wore triangle hats. (laughs)
0: Could make some fart joke, I guess, about the legumes.
1: Yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's exactly why. He was, like, that's, like, not proper or whatever. Nobody
0: farting during my philosophical dialogues.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Uh, Anaximander. Oh, yeah, the
1: map dude.
0: He invented maps. He also, because everybody was trying to figure out where humans came from, right, and what stuff was made of. So Anaximander was like humans are far too frail to have evolved like this. So we must have grown inside fish. <laughs> Basically the humans like evolved inside whales and then came on like evolved and then came onto land. Um, That's amazing. It's pretty great. Anaximenes believed that the earth formed from air, right? Unlike uh who is it Th- Thales believed Thales believed that, that stuff came from water. Uh Thales also philosophized about magnets. Because they had magnets back then in the like seventh century BC. Yeah, he believed they were alive, although okay, that's not quite fair. They they think because the, they didn't have as many words back then, so he might have just been like they're animated or they move because the, it was the and, same word. And they're as also living. made of water. And they're made of water. Okay. Uh, Heraclitus is the last pre-Socratic. Well, two more pre-Socratic
1: Heraclitus ones. thought that everything was made of fire, right? And yep. he said everything is... <laughs> in it's f- on fire. Yeah, and also everything is in flux, which if everything is made of fire, I guess I guess. Well, so. he had
0: the very cool quote, and this is probably one of the oldest quotes that survived, that you can never step into the same river twice. Oh, true. Which is like a pretty deep thought. His His personal biography is funny because he was from a pretty wealthy family, but... Uh, was a misanthrope and like a very angry hermit uh he cured himself of some disease at some point by totally submersing himself in shit <laughs> it's like uh that was that was his medicine like how he did medicine i guess uh weird dude but he and was uh,
1: like it's made from fire so that's okay <laughs> also
0: heavy gambler uh so godly while gambling then i guess would talk about philosophy yeah okay and then i got one more you did you talked about pythagoras Democritus. Oh
1: yeah, he was okay. So he was also oh yeah, he was also really crazy because he was like such a troll. I think I think he was like a huge troll.
0: Democritus or they all were, weren't they? Socrates was too.
1: Sorry, I was thinking of Diogenes. Oh, okay. Go on with Democritus. Oh. <laughs> I was like, so had to.
0: Democritus, in what's also known as probably the luckiest guess of all history, uh, postulated atoms that there was some individual, like, indivisible particle of matter that made up, uh, like, all matter and space. Um, and the word atom, I guess, means A, which is, like, not, like, anti. And Tom in, like, ancient Greek uh, meant cuttable. So atom means uncuttable, like some, some uncuttable piece of matter. So, yeah, Democritus went on to influence, like, yeah, Galileo, John Locke, all these natural scientists, you know, almost 3,000 years later, which is pretty cool. But they, looking back at it, it's not like Democritus had some special knowledge. It probably was a lucky guess. Um, and he was like technically wrong because there's stuff that is smaller than atoms and you can split an atom. Mm. But everybody's doing their best here. So pretty good guess. Um, but he proposed atoms as as an answer to Zeno's paradox. You want to tell us about Zeno?
1: yeah. Zeno, he loved to, like, fuck fuck with your mind because he would c- create these logical reasonings, but then they would end in absurdity. So he would be like, okay, if you want to go to the store, you have to, you have to go halfway to the store first, and then you have to go halfway, halfway to the store, and then halfway, halfway of that, so you actually never get there.
0: Mm-hmm. Or and people
1: were like, cool, that makes sense. But now I'm com- confused. But
0: how will I ever get to the store? Yeah. He gave me also the example. His example was Achilles racing a tortoise. and you give the tortoise like a big head start. And he's like, Achilles is much faster, but Achilles will never catch up to the tortoise because he has to go half <laughs> the distance to the tortoise, then half that distance, then half that distance.
1: It's, it's So he was the guy who was like, you know, that like riddle that's, you know, you're like your dad is like never, be, never believe um, anything that your mom says because it's all a lie. And then your mom goes, "That's right. You should only believe your dad." He was like, "That's like a
0: yes." You know what is it? If somebody says to you, I always lie.
1: Ugh, I hate stuff like that. <laughs> I fucking, I'm just like, why? Like, why did he get famous? Real, he had a cool name. It's that's a real why. Real paradox. Yeah, but I don't like it. It makes oh. me, it makes me uncomfortable.
0: So Democritus answered that the the racing paradox by being like well there's an atom so there's like an invisible state of matter so at some point you can't go half um yeah so that i think that kind of summarizes all the ionians and greeks prior to socrates
1: socrates okay
0: (laughs) whereas in the movie bill and ted as they say it's under socrates the the founder of western philosophy as he's known uh because of his emphasis on rationalism uh, Socrates himself did not write anything down, so everything that we have from Socrates was written by two of his students, uh, Plato and Xenophon. And Xenophon, uh, while like, well-educated and pretty wealthy, supposedly didn't really get Socrates, So whereas Plato supposedly very much did, and then Plato later had some of his own writings. Uh, so Plato generally regarded as like the guy who Socrates is like best student who really got him, who like brought him to the world or preserved him for antiquity. How do we I guess. know that
1: he even existed, Socrates?
0: So, they found like sparse facts about his biography, but they like conflict. So there's like a active research going on between like histor, you know, with historians or archaeologists, um, and people interpreting texts and like modern day philosophers about. They're pretty certain Socrates is a real person. And that Plato was a real person. It it all goes to his his like basic, I guess, his philosophy. But he um, was from a like a pretty like upper middle class family of like stonemasons or something. Um, but he chose to live like he didn't care about. He, he was like a, I guess anti Epicurean. He didn't really care about like he was very moderate in food and drink. Actually, he didn't sleep with his male students, which a lot of the other philosophers did. Because he like wanted to educate them. Um and he like smelled very bad. He was famously ugly. That,
1: that's probably why he didn't sleep with any of his male well, students. He couldn't. He's like, no, no, I'm educating. I so can I just point out like a what? little two little I don't know, things, uh misconceptions that you just brought like brought up. What? So one Ep- Epicurus was actually extremely modest and he was he was more of a communist. I don't know how hedonism really became associated with him because he actually was like very very modest. He was like I I've married philosophy. I don't have orgies. Oh, but
0: didn't the epicureans believe in like maximizing pleasure?
1: No. Well, no, kind of, but not in a hedonist not any um excessive way. Oh. He their their three like tenets were you should have friends more than lovers so they lived on a commune you should also uh, great wealth and like extravagance actually makes you miserable so you should live a life of just like moderation which is so it's so weird everyone's like oh yeah like he was like hedonistic and crazy but he really wasn't he had actually a lot of like stomach problems and stuff and he couldn't really <laughs> enjoy food that much because his had stomach a hurt of,
0: a lot of Greek yogurt
1: he. I mean he should have the, and the other thing is that when the whole like sleeping with the younger students, that was like a trade, like they, they were trading, the origins of the word trade, they were trading for knowledge. Like it was a.
0: Yeah. But Socrates wouldn't do it supposedly. Yeah. yeah
1: Cause he smelled bad. No one, people were like, uh, to... I don't want. Yeah.
0: Um, but he, as part of his whole, what whether it's authentic or not, his like public persona was very much not that like I'm a very wise like elder who's thought a lot about stuff. Socrates, um, professed like total ignorance, so he lived in a you know pretty poor circumstances. Was mostly just supported by like I guess money instead of sex from his students. Yeah, his uh, his teachings are related to us through Plato's writings of Socrates' dialogues. Right. So everything Plato sort of relates from Socrates. Uh, is in the form of Socrates talking with someone else. So the concept of the Socratic method, which is basically asking questions to get, from a standpoint of of ignorance, asking questions to get to the truth of a thing.
1: Ooh, I have a really good example. Okay. You know, in Pulp Fiction, they're talking about why their coworker was, like, punched out, and it's because he gave Marcellus Wallace's wife a Uh, foot massage. And you know one of them's like, "What's so bad about a foot massage like you know, and the other one's like, he he starts out really broad, and he's like and then he narrows it down to like, what would you ever give like another guy a foot massage?" Mm. so he kind of like gets them to realize
0: that's a good, yeah, good example, yeah. yeah, although the way Socrates often did it, or as revealed in the dialogues, they're often structured as he, like a real famous set of them is like dialogues on virtues so they talk about like is being honest always a, a virtuous trait and he's having a dialogue with some citizen of Athens and they got real sick of his shit by the end of it. He lived to like 71 but uh you know the the Athenian goes like, yeah, of course and he's like, are there cases where it's like not a good thing to lie to or where it could be good to lie to somebody and they're like, and Socrates, and they're like, I don't know, like, come on, Socrates, like, you know this. And he's like, no, I have no idea. I'm asking you. And they're like, uh, no, you should never lie. And he's like, well, what about if the lie could, like, prevent harm to somebody? And they're like, no, you should probably still tell the truth. But like, and he'll kind of construct an example where it's like, so the example he gives is if your friend has, has kept, like, stored weapons at your house, like a spear, and somebody wrongs them, and your friend is all pissed off and comes to you and is like, you got my spear? And you're... Obviously, you should be like, no, dude, I haven't seen it. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. So that's like the noble lie, for example, that, that Plato wrote about.
1: Yeah, he also didn't, Socrates did not like democracy. And that's why he was killed.
0: Well, the climate and he was actually, his crime was disrespecting the gods.
1: Oh, but, well, he he didn't like democracy, right? And they, but it's ironic because uh a democracy voted to, well, to kill him. And normally they would let you escape. They, would, they were like, yeah, yeah, you're sentenced to death in two days, wink, wink, and like you could escape. But he was like, no, I will accept my duty and I will drink the hemlock. So
0: he famously had a very deep respect for the law. In the context of this happening is that Sparta basically took over Athens. Like- oh, the
1: 300 happened? Yeah, that was them defending
0: against the Persians. But uh, it was called the 30. These 30 Spartans got put in charge of Athens. And then when the Spartans, like, when their army left, the Athenians revolted and, like, were ready to kill the 30. And at some point, like, did. And, like, so it it was a very tense political climate. And at some point, the 30 asked Socrates to go help arrest somebody. And he, he was like, no, they haven't been judged under Athenian law. And he refused to help Um which was probably part of the context. Yeah. So, so he like had a very Yeah, despite his like, you know, showing that sometimes it's noble to lie or to like not do the actual virtuous thing, he, he supposedly had a very deep respect yeah. for the law.
1: Okay. So he died. He drank some hemlock and he died. And it's in a painting. Yeah, and well, it's a great painting.
0: One other that is a fantastic classical painting. Yes. Okay. Great We have so many philosophers. All right. One other thing, I'll leave you with for Socrates: <laughs> Socratic irony. It's uh, a method of argument where you pretend to know less than the the person you're arguing with, than your opponent, uh, so that they'll kind of like trap themselves. Oh, so I that do that all the time. Say more and more ridiculous things, and you're like, "Oh, really? Oh, is that how it works?
1: I do that. Oh, cool. All like, oh, that's the smart. time. And then.
0: He would eventually, so he would, the dialogues, a lot of them were structured like this. And at some point he's like, wait, but doesn't that totally contradict this other concept? So I think that's how the, that whole like story with your friend looking for weapons in your house, he constructed it that way. He first had somebody say, no, you should never lie. And then he was like, wouldn't the virtuous thing be to lie in this situation? They're like, yes. And he's like, well, how do those Mesh and then at the end of the dialogue, everyone throws their hands up and the curb your enthusiasm music plays. Uh, because they kind of his point over and over again was the things you assume you actually don't know anything about.
1: Okay, so Plato and the Cave,
0: also Socratic dialogue, by the way, yeah, <laughs> written by Plato. But
1: I love Plato, Pla- Plato did all that, he had all these dialogues because he was like afraid of uh getting persecuted, so he was like, I'll just make a story about it. And in that way, people can just read it as like a nice story, whatever.
0: Yes, yeah, so there's a theory that because the the way Socrates is written in Plato's writings changes like over time, like from like story to story. That at first Plato was like when he was younger was authentically like recording what Socrates was saying, and by the end, because uh, Plato lived like several more decades past when Socrates died. Uh, towards the end, it's like Plato just inserting himself into the story and, and just having the character of Socrates say what he believes.
1: So, all right. So we're in a cave, right?
0: Mm -hmm. This is in the dialogue, uh, the the Republic. (laughs) Oh, Oh, no, (laughs) you're right. It's called the allegory of the cave, (laughs) actually. Sorry. Um, Yeah.
1: So we're in a cave, right? And we've never been outside of the cave. Hmm. Sounds kind of topical.
0: Oh, it's sort of a pandemic thing. Yeah, Yeah, maybe it's a a little pandemic. Your phone is the allegory. Exactly.
1: Okay. Right. So you haven't. You can only see like shadows and stuff from the outside world.
0: If there are men, yes, he gives the example of men chained in a cave. There's a fire behind them, keeping them warm, and things passing in front of the cave basically cast shadows on the wall of the cave that they see. And so their entire reality is the shadows, but, but there's like obviously much more to reality than what they can see. Yeah. And so that allegory is that he believed what we uh, experience with our senses is not true, like pure, timeless reality. It's just how we perceive reality. And so that's where the, the concept of a platonic ideal. So he believed there's, there's like three higher forms of reality, which are <laughs> natural sciences math, and uh, the theory of forms or platonic ideals. Okay, So his con- his, an example would be if, right, if you look at me making this little, you're like, oh, that's a triangle, right? And you can look at you doing the same thing. And you're like, oh, that's a triangle. And it's like what we've just done are like actually totally different shapes, but there's this concept in your brain of a triangle, of like a perfect thing. But yeah. never in nature will you see an actual perfect, geometrically perfect triangle. All right, cool.
1: So yeah. And then we have Aristotle, who would be mm-hmm. me, like Ariel Aristotle, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Aristotle was like, he was like, all this other like all these other dudes, they're kind of like a little much, so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna find a nice middle ground. So he was uh, all about the golden mean. Well, it's like Goldilocks. You can remember it like Goldilocks. You well, know,
0: Aristotle very much embraced the like natural sciences.
1: He right? had a zoo too, and he was like all into cata- to categorizing creatures. Yeah, taxonomies. I love his his categorizations. Are like fairies, dolphins. They're very <laughs> like Lisa Frank. They're, he's like tigers, lions. <laughs>
0: They're just cool animals. Grasses,
1: yeah. yeah. Rainbows he also was the teacher of Alexander the Great,
0: Ah, uh, yes, I did read that
1: yeah, so he I think he's he's really cool, and he also really put syllogism, which would be like all men are mortal, Plato is a man, therefore Plato is mortal
0: oh, logic, that's basically like fundamentally what you call a like a you're right, that was Aristotle yeah, right. that I forgot was. about that, yeah, so that all, yeah, like actual. Oh, there's a name for the actual, like, science of it. It's called what syllogism.
1: Is it? Syllogism? Yeah. That is what it is called. Aristotle, I like him. I feel like he was the best of them. He was the best. He also was, like, wealthy. He was a wealthy dude, but he was, like... His dad, I think, tutored a bunch of wealthy people, and that gave him the in. Oh, it's called
0: propositional logic. Oh, I okay. I like That's syllogism what I was better.
1: Thinking. Anyway, so Diogenes. <laughs> I just think this is really funny. Diogenes, he was like the epic, epicest of the trolls of that time because he would carry a lamp around and he would he would say that he was looking for an honest man and he would also bring really? <laughs> yeah he would be like That's so well, dramatic I know I, I just like oh my gosh respect and then he also would bring food to lectures to like distract people I honestly have no idea what his philosophy was I think he was just he was just a troll. And then he also had this this great like shade the library's open moment with Alexander the Great, where they just like epically threw shade at each other and it's like documented somewhere. But yeah, I just thought I just think he's funny. Anyway, I guess we should talk about Eastern philosophy before we get too far in the future. Yeah, because yeah. it's
0: going on a because
1: it happened before this, actually.
0: <laughs> well, and like now the dark ages happened too. So yeah, there's like Eastern, uh, a bunch of just kind of garbage mm. and then people trying Before to do that. Before we get to God the dark exists. ages,
1: we're gonna rewind so, a little bit. So let's do the east. Yeah. So there's like the three main who are, do you know the three main dudes? Oh, because I guess Do you know the three main Eastern dudes? Dun, throughout dun, the dun. entire I mean there's no Buddha. the three main ones that people know. Right. So there's Buddha? Buddha. Confucius. Yes, and Lotso. Okay. Right. So I'm just super brief. Confucius, he was like the family man. Right, and he thought he was like super into like order and like politeness and. Was okay. he
0: working for a dynasty, like a Chinese dynasty, or was he, he was just the out sixth, there? He
1: was the sixth century. Okay, yeah, relationships and like respect. He was like the respectful uh, family man, and he was like pretty rigid and mm-hmm. and like pretty yeah, he was pretty like strict about stuff. Uh, Luzo was you can remember him as lazy <laughs> because he was the one who was just like, he was just like, whatever he was like, he was just like, whatever happens, happens. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. It was he was just, just a like, lazy
0: philosopher. Mm. Yeah.
1: Well, that's how I always remember it. Cause his name starts, it sounds like it, it, it sounds, it starts with an L, you know, and okay. he was kind of like a hippie. He was just like the journeys, the destination, it's all good. Right. So and then, so
0: you're right. If I can, so timing Confucius about 100 years before Socrates.
1: Yes. Okay, great. Okay. And then
0: loud, loud C
1: was sixth century,
0: was even before Confucius.
1: Yeah. And Siddhartha is 480 BCE. Yeah. Or no, sorry, the death of Siddhartha. So he was like way, way, way before. Oh, that.
0: these guys. Saw, yeah. They all yes. predate so- Socrates.
1: As I said. Okay. <laughs> As I said, I said what I said.
0: What was going on in ancient India around that time? Oh, with Buddha. Siddhartha. Yeah.
1: Oh, he was a, he was a rich bitch. He was bougie. He was like, oh, and he had like long nails and shit.
0: So they had dynasties and empires and yeah. royalties. Yeah. He was boozy, uh, uh,
1: yeah, bougie. Royalty. He was bougie AF, and his parents were like, okay, we uh, being smart is disgusting, and like if he finds out about smartness, then it will be gross and bad. So we're never gonna let him leave the castle, and they like. They pulled some crazy like fairy tale shit where they were like, everything must be hidden, all the windows. Like they really they were like, we must hide everything in the garden so he doesn't know about the real world. Like they really tried to conceal. But then Yeah, they
0: really tried to, to mind. But fuck then this there kid
1: was there was one day where like one of the servants was like was like, Hey, I'm gonna run some errands. Do you wanna come with? And Buddha was like, "Sure, or Siddhartha, he wasn't Buddha mm-hmm. then. He was like, Sure. And, uh, yeah, they did Walked not, along. they did not account for that. So he was, he was like in the, in the, the Rolls Royce, they were like driving through the forest and he saw an ugly person and he was like, ew, what is that? And the, the servant was like, oh yeah, it's just like, some people are ugly, like and poor mm. and a Buddha like threw up <laughs> or not Buddha. Sorry. Siddhartha. Siddhartha faints. Siddhartha. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then they're like driving a little <laughs> bit further and they see they see like a, a sick person yeah and S- siddhartha's like oh my god gross like he, that person really should be wearing a mask <laughs> and the the servant was <laughs> like also, yeah
0: also the ugly person
1: <laughs> yeah sure. exactly and the, the servant was like well yeah some people do get sick and then they they saw a dead person later, which is, like, this is, like, the worst route, like, ever that they were taking. Like, I don't know. Siddhartha was like, oh, my God. Wake up. And uh, the I mean,
0: I've driven around the highways of America. Route 10, <laughs> you go through the yeah. south. It's, yeah, constant dead bodies <laughs> yeah. and, and ugly people <laughs> throughout
1: the And a- anti-vaxxers. And now sick
0: people. Yeah, yeah. So Yeah, you go down 95 into Florida, <laughs> pretty much the same trip. Right. Yeah,
1: and the the servant was like, "Yeah, some people things and people die," and Siddhartha was like, "Oh my god, you know this is oh this god. is wild." When I and he was like, "Put
0: this on TikTok."
1: Oh. He was like crying and stuff like that, and he found this group of really like like supermodels from the '90s, like super like gaunt, and they were like, "The reason, like, the way to prevent this is just to deny yourself all the pleasures, and you will be beautiful." And you will never die. And so, like he starved a lot with them, and he um also got into S and M. He would like whip himself and stuff like that. Mm. And he really didn't feel he didn't feel very good.
0: He would whip, yeah, whip himself. He
1: didn't feel very good, and then <laughs> he, good about <laughs> it. he he just yeah, it was he was all mixed up inside. And then he sat under this. This tree, like I think a bodhi seed, like fell in his mouth, and he was like, "Oh my god, I was, I'm so hungry," and he was like, "I'm gonna sit under this tree until I can figure shit out." And he, I think he sat there for like, I th- I want to say forty days. I know that's like the Jesus mm-hmm. time, but like it was a long time. I
0: think it might be.
1: Yeah, or they similar. all do, for, yeah. do forty days. So he. Or was he,
0: it forty years?
1: No, no, it was definitely because okay. he was he's human. Like, okay, yeah. Um he's human this is not a religion that's the other thing uh, Buddhism is a philosophy before a religion some people practice it as their religion mm-hmm. but this he's a more this is a man this is a true story like yeah there's no nothing divine about this yeah and he saw some he then like saw some ants and he he saw like one of the ants having a bad day and then like the other ants you know, they were, like, helping it. it. They were helping it, like, carry uh, stuff, and he was, like, oh, okay, so, like, the cause of suffering is, is just, like, bad expectations, and what's gonna make you feel better about that is lowering your expectations, but then also, like, you know, helping other people. And he came up with, like, eight other reasons. So he came up with the Eightfold Path mm. to en- Enlightenment, and then he followed the Eightfold Path, and he became enlightened. And then he became Buddha, which means the one who has awakened. So then he okay. became woke AF and not bougie anymore. When does the reincarnation
0: yeah. come in? All right? Because you keep getting reincarnated till you reach enlightenment, right?
1: That is the religious part of it so th- this is people who choose to practice it as a religion
0: oh they just yeah. added that or did buddha like slide that he's like but if you want no
1: th- okay so like this philosophy did spread but then there were also like a pilgrimage of people that were looking for like other religions and they like their like truck collided with like <laughs> the philosophy truck and then you got like oops all buddhism is a religion now <laughs> really yes no yes way. um and Also, the, you know, because, like, uh, sometimes you'll see a statue of a a Buddha that is, like, fat and, like, has droopy earlobes and has, like, a belly, right? Yeah. Not the same person as Siddhartha. Siddhartha is a skinny bitch. Okay. okay? He's always been a skinny bitch for his whole life. Is that... Because Buddha supposedly
0: it's the enlightened Buddha. Yeah, with the no, fat dude. Buddha means
1: the one who has awoken, right? Yeah. So fat Buddha is just another woke ass fat dude who likes to laugh.
0: Okay. They're Buddha just...
1: is just it just means you woke AF. Yeah. So like I could basically be Buddha too.
0: Oh, anyone could be Buddha.
1: If yeah, if you woke
0: eventually you don't go to
1: sleep you you're 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 buddha sometimes late at, late at night because <laughs> i'm very awake yeah
0: yeah most insomniacs are are buddha in their own way
1: all right so let's get back in the time machine and now we're gonna go to the dark ages we're
0: getting back to the west right that was that was all of eastern philosophy
1: yep. <laughs> basically. okay now we now we back 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 again to the west okay to the dark off to the dark ages we go or the medieval period yeah isn't it cool? It has the word evil in it.
0: It's eval, like evaluation. Tell me about some medieval uh, philosophers.
1: Okay. So the medieval the medieval period is all about people being like, okay, so we know that there's Jesus. But like.
0: Yeah. Like very heavily inspired by like the church at this yeah. point. Yeah. And a lot of it is just relating to proofs of God. Oh, well, but, shout out on Facebook. Someone's yeah. I was reading Descartes and Plato for their philosophy class in school um feel free to cite us in your pa- your term paper yeah or the, or, or, don't, or give us a five-star review
1: or a podcast
0: <laughs> that's great well um, i hope our Plato is accurate we'll do a little we'll cover a little bit of descartes i also have read a little descartes
1: there's like two two main people two main guys here
0: okay well, who th- i've got one that i want to talk about okay who do you got
1: i have augustine and aquinas
0: yeah, those are two Those are two good, like, church philosophers. Yeah. Yeah, let's hear about it.
1: Yes, so Augustine is the one who came up with original sin, I believe.
0: We also should say, throughout this time, and we talked about this during the occult episode, yes. they would routinely find, like, ancient Greek, like, manuscripts or, like, writings of Aristotle or whatever, and Aristotle was held up as, like, kind of the was the dude. He was, like, the greatest intellectual who had ever lived. So if they ever Uh, found ancient writings, they, like, there was a steady trade of people just moving texts and documents from, like, Greek ruins or excavations or various libraries that they pillaged during the Crusades, whatever, back into, and and then, like, spreading it into Europe. And they were, like, super obsessed with, like, the Greeks, and they believed that that had maybe been, like, the pinnacle of human knowledge because it was the Dark Ages, and most stuff sucked right then. So they, like, had a lot of like i guess fomo that they like missed out on the greeks yeah. like like you know zoomers now and they like missed out on the 80s and 90s um,
1: i thought it was plato though that they uh they, they 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 were like on plato's dick
0: both plato and aristotle but a lot of like all of western medicine in a different episode was based off like aristotle for yes. like a super long time
1: but i think a lot of these people were into they were super into plato
0: but yeah, tell us about Aquinas. Or no, St. Augustine. St. Augustine. St. Augustine. Where is he from?
1: Hippo? Yeah,
0: St. Augustine, a hippo.
1: Hippo, That would yeah. be a cool
0: town to be from.
1: So he was like, yeah, he was like, why are people, like, bad when God is so good? Mm-hmm. Like, what is up with that? And then he was like, you know what? It's because of Adam. So he he was like, it's not your fault that you're a piece of shit. It's cuz Adam ate some fruit and and then we all have some of Adam in us. So you don't have to feel bad if like you make a bad choice or anything. Don't blame God for it cuz it's not God's fault. It's the original man's fault. So yeah, he came up with the idea of original sin. That was his like that was his vibe. Augustine has like he has a lot of diary entries where he's like getting boners and stuff like that and he doesn't understand why yeah he's like he's like boners are bad but but i'm still getting them but i'm good and then he's like oh it's because adam got boners okay
0: this by the way is this is like like 400 420 like ad is when this was happening (laughs) uh 420 ad and, and hippo by the way is a region of africa uh, and it was part of like Roman Africa at that at that point, so he was a Roman, but he's also an African. Yeah, <laughs> so he he, he has
1: like up. some pimp style here. He's got, yeah, he has like some really pimp style. I like it.
0: Well, yeah, right, because by four twenty eighty, the the <laughs> Romans were all become <laughs> they were all
1: they were all juggalos. <laughs> well,
0: they were all Christians by that point, right? So it's like they got cool Catholic stuff going on.
1: Yeah. So (laughs) Aquinas, oh man, Aquinas was like, I just think of him as like, so he was like so nervous. He was such a nervous Nancy. He was just like, oh, there's been smart men, but they weren't, they didn't believe in Jesus. They believed in Zeus, but they're still great. So like, how could that be? And also like, I really want proof that angels exist. And like, you know, he just just seemed to be kind of hanging on to th- or grasping at threads but he did come up with a lot of proofs he applied logic to theosophy
0: yeah you theosophy. Know? yeah if you yeah. were if you were like smart and aware and reading a bunch of like classic greek texts and stuff during that time you'd be like yeah the greatest thinkers of all time
1: are burning in hell <laughs>
0: are burning in hell. yeah they're not christian
1: so like dun, dun, what dun. did they
0: miss like why couldn't they realize that there was a christian god like what was going on yeah. Um,
1: so he also, okay. Side note: he if, he, if if anyone's like a drag race stan he mm. definitely, um, he looks like Lawrence Cheney.
0: If you're drag race UK fan, yes, he looks like Lawrence Cheney from Drag Race like hardcore. UK season one. Yeah, just because he has a fat chin, <laughs> Basically.
1: and like little like squinty eyes. Yeah, because he's I'm he's skeptical. Shaven. Yeah.
0: It was tough to be clean shaven back then. I didn't have electric razors. You had to pretty much daily be shaving. Yeah. All right. So so yeah, he he came up with some proofs for god.
1: Yeah. Because he he was like, Okay, so so things always had to have moved. So there had to have been a prime mover and he like goes way back, he's like, Well dinosaurs moved this and then And then uh Yeah, he's
0: like everything that
1: tooth Tigers moved this and then and they moved me and then I moved the pen to write this. He had
0: an early concept of like conservation of momentum. Yeah. Right? That and this is like pre Newton, but like the idea that like for something to move it has to something has to act on it. Right. And so that is I guess basic logic then, which later became Newtonian physics, but but that idea was there and he's like, Well, what was the first thing that was moving?
1: Yeah, and he's like, God Mic drop. Who <laughs> is God?
0: Yeah, and I guess they didn't have really the concept of like potential energy or phase changes or uh, any of that yeah, useful so. stuff that physics has but come up with to explain how stuff moves.
1: He, t- I mean, he took he 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 was in in Aristotle. He was an Aristotle bro, and he he was like, well, Aristotle says that the universe has always existed. The Bible says that the universe has not always existed, and then he's like, but what if the world did have a beginning, but God could have created it in such a way that it existed eternally. <laughs> Mind blown. Yeah, yeah. S- Which is that's what I mean. by I feel like he was ju- he was really like graspy.
0: Yeah, these all seem tenuous. Looking back at them, yeah, like I don't really. Yeah. And then
1: he has this whole thing about like angels, like the, oh, he's like, but angels could talk to you, like yeah. He's cute. He's a cutie pie. We appreciate him <laughs> for bringing the world of uh, of of brain and God together. I think they really drill him in um, in like church school.
0: Yeah. So he's a he's an Italian, by the way. So this is he's a bit later. He's like a twelve hundreds, right? So it's like y- you're getting closer to the the Renaissance at that point. Before him, there was another famous Italian. So I think I mostly like because of his name. So Boethius, or Boethius, Boethius—he's like a yeah, this Italian uh, theologian philosopher who was back in like 500 AD. Um, so he worked—he worked for the church, as all the like the philosophers did at the time. He did a lot of translating Aristotle into Italian so that Europeans could read it or maybe, like, from the from the ancient Greek into Latin, I suppose. Um, but then he also, uh, he came up with the cons. it's funny because it's not very Christian, but the concept of, like, fate. And he drew, like, fate or, like, the fates as, like, a wheel. Uh, so he would call it, it was, the, so when the game show Wheel of Fortune.
1: <gasps> Gag. He was like, "Where's my Vanna White, bitch?" Is
0: is like it does in a very indirect route come from the like Italian philosopher Boethius because he called it the Wheel of Fortuna. And so, if you ever read the book, uh, A Confederacy of Dunces, the 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 main character, he's like, "The wheel has
1: spun me dirty. Yeah, done 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 me dirty."
0: He's a medievalist (laughs) and he closely follows the writings of Boethius he's like, yeah, and he'll be like, oh, cruel Fortuna, you've swung me low this time. Oh. So, uh, yeah, Wheel of Fortune, the game show where you guess letters on a board with Pat Sajak and Vanna White uh, based on Boethius.
1: Oh, yeah. Before we go on to the, the Renaissance, we, we can talk about Rumi.
0: Tell me about Rumi.
1: Yeah, just because, like, it's so Instagrammable. Like, you know, when people, they either quote, they people either. love the
0: quotes of Rumi. Yeah,
1: they're like everything is part of an endless cycle of birth and death and it's like a picture of a rock or something and then it's like Rumi <laughs> thanks right so yeah Rumi was a the was an Islamic mystic and also whirling dervishes come from from Rumi's philosophy and his I just think it's like yeah it's awesome mysticism like uh whirling dervishes are just people who dance they they spin and they have like these crazy skirts that like spin in a circle and the uh the dance represents a journey from man from like the ignorant man to like enlightened man and you like spin yourself into that yeah, knowledge the
0: whirling dervishes
1: yeah it's it's like super mystic and cool yeah just throwing that out there there was some cool stuff but then uh then islam got like very conservative and stuff went bad there so yeah Oh yeah, we
0: didn't talk about uh he's not so much a philosopher my M- M- is a hmm? jewish uh he's like your first jewish philosopher oh. but more known as like a theologian and yeah. torah scholar but he'll come up later because he influenced spinoza
1: sweet okay so the renaissance it kicks up it starts off with a bang with a machiavelli
0: oh yeah oh how exciting he's like
1: the first one of the renaissance <laughs>
0: It's key to I think now that we get into our renaissance philosophers it is very important to to know the context of the yeah, time. Yeah, well
1: he he was like I don't want shit to go down like it did in Islam actually.
0: Um or, or even just at the time was influenced by the fact that like right there were there were like the church had become very corrupt by that time so like lots of people were sort of losing faith but that was the only thing you had. There was a whole doctrine of like original sin. And so you had to go to church, but church wasn't like inspiring. There was no pastor who would get up to like read the Bible and give you a fun lesson. You just had to go to take the sacrament so that if you died over the next week, which you you probably would have, you probably would, you would go to heaven. So church formed this very basic function of just giving you the sacrament. Most of the local pastors couldn't read Latin. All the Bibles and like biblical texts were in Latin too, and the church had ordained that they could only be in Latin. Most people couldn't even read them. A lot of the local, like when you went, went to your local church, often like the the like you know bishop couldn't read Latin either, and they would just make it up. They sounds like Latin America right stuff. now. Oh, oh, sounds like a Trump speech. Yeah, yeah. Um, and people were constantly dying. So yeah, the like the plague kept sweeping through Europe like several different times. The Crusades happened uh, where they were like. Right on, went on this holy war to retake Jerusalem.
1: The Seventh Seal, great movie, you should yeah. watch. Uh,
0: the Crusades <laughs> went terribly. Just tons and tons of people died
1: because they were carrying these big ass crosses. You get crushed by a cross.
0: Most notably, the Children's Crusade, where they just brought like several thousand children to Jerusalem, who were then like easily defeated and enslaved. Uh, so yeah, stuff was constantly going really badly.
1: And Machiavelli was like. I am going to straighten all this shit out.
0: Yeah, a lot of people lost faith, or if they kept their faith, they were like, okay, I believe in God, but why is everything so terrible constantly? Um, so, yeah, Machiavelli kind of, he didn't step in to answer exactly why life was miserable, but he stepped in with a very practical guide. And he's Well, like, he was like,
1: we clearly cannot be ruled by the church anymore. So So what is going to make a great, what a great ruler will make.
0: So he's like, yeah, let me write a manual for a prince, uh, or some local ruler to read so they can at least govern effectively and at least life for like their people won't suck. So he was, uh, I guess you could consider him one of the first, I guess, political philosophers. Yeah. So he wrote the prince is probably his, his most famous work. Um, and in it, he, he examines various aspects of power, and a, a kind of key point that he keeps coming back to is what is moral for a normal person, or like what's imperative for you, for a normal person, does not apply to a ruler. Uh, a ruler has to be much more ruthless, uh, and if, if your ruler is more ruthless, overall that's actually beneficial, and that will create the greatest happiness because they'll protect their people. So he has a concept of of. Uh, sort of like the a person can behave as like a as a reasoning thinking person as a human or as a beast he calls it as like an animal with like ferocity and he, he makes a point. the point he's like the fox
1: or the lion there you go
0: yeah the fox and the lion right so the the fox can is wily and can escape whereas like but is not feared by the dogs whereas the lion is feared but a, f- a lion is easily caught in a trap True, Dad. So he says, "What you know? What should a ruler be?" And he, his answer is like probably more often a lion. It's better. And he, the famous line from The Office for Michael Scott is, "It better to be feared or loved."
1: Yeah, it's true. It's true.
0: And if you remember Michael Scott's answer, he says, "I want people to love me so much that they're that they fear how much they love me."
1: So there's a lot. There's like a theory that he didn't really feel this way that much that he just wanted to like impress the Medici family because the Medici's were like basically responsible for the entire Renaissance. (laughs) They're so cool and so powerful. And so he, he dedicated the Prince to Giulio Medici, but then Giulio died. So he like changed it to like Lorenzo who's, (laughs) he was like, oops, I mean, it's to you. And it's because like his other works were like getting, getting him in trouble and getting him like imprisoned and stuff. So he was like, okay. I need to, like, get on the Medici's, like, good side. So he, like, he's, like, yo, I wrote you this book. Mm. <laughs> the Little Prince. Here you go. <laughs> little Prince. Yeah. <laughs> El Principito. So yeah. The,
0: uh, but, yeah, they're, uh, I mean, even today, like, very relevant, I guess, for thinking about the norms of behavior and kind of making that point that there is no universal in, like, how you should behave in a situation depends on context. Um. And then he was banished. Yeah, as you were saying, he was at some point was banished from Florence, um, and so had to go live. Not badly, like in his like the land owned by his family somewhere on the outskirts of Florence, like up in the hills. But he has a. Uh, I'm not going to quote exactly. He has a, a really great passage that he wrote about. Uh, in the evenings, he he would put on his like his like royal robes. He would like dress up and then go to his personal library. Which was still like pretty badass to have a personal library then, and consult with like you know the wisest man of all all the ages yeah. and just the importance of the written word and how transformative it is to be able to open a book and read thoughts from you know brilliant people who are long since dead. So big fan of reading and writing.
1: He did, He also wrote a history of Florence. Like he he got back in with the Medici's. Like he got on their good side, but they were like, you you're not gonna get like public. <laughs> They're like you can write a little history book, but like, chill. Like you're still on house arrest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people use the Prince to like. They're like, oh. Like yeah, his, probably the the most like, misunderstood God. philosophical maybe, work. Maybe Hitler <laughs> used the Prince.
0: Yeah, or people see it as like, oh, it's good to be conniving, and you're like, yeah, no, just in the specific case of like, if you're yeah.
1: Yeah, Mike or makes or. right. That was like has his vibe in that book but we don't know maybe he was just a big soft but
0: also not even he was very it was much more subtle and complex than that it gets simplified i think that way but he kind of consistently makes the point uh and gives examples even you know and he's like well he's like it's dishonest to spy on another like country and to like you know to hide intelligence from them and to lie to them about the strength of your armies for example but like it'd be very stupid to not do that and to not have spies. So, like, that's a dishonest thing. To not have spies. It's a dishonest (laughs) thing you need to do to defend your own country, you know? Yeah, it kicks off, because it was the same time as the Medici, kicks off the Enlightenment and the Renaissance in in the
1: 1400s. Shall we talk about Descartes? Yeah. He's the Billy, he's, oh my gosh, he's who I am right now. I think, therefore, I am. For the listeners, I'm I'm pulling, I'm dressed like Billie Eilish. Mm Mm-hmm in In uh, the music video, I think therefore I am. yeah,
0: so is it cogito, Cogito ergo sum? yeah, Descartes, very concerned with like also found like founder of key branches of mathematics and geometry, and you know, the Cartesian coordinate system and Cartesian plane, basically all of graphs or graph theory kind of traces back to Descartes, but also he was an Augustinian as well but he also wanted, like, very concerned with metaphysics and epistemology, the study of knowledge. So how do you knowledge. know things, right? Yeah. Um, and with the senses, and he believed that, like, senses and thinking, um, I mean, he he did some Augustinian, I guess, type stuff where, like...
1: Uh, well, because he well, used the the syllogism, right? So he was, like...
0: Using logical proofs, yeah, he's to like again, is, like kind of prove the existence of God.
1: Not the existence of God. Uh, this is Aristotle did the syllogism, yeah. which was, which which was like, therefore logical thinking, right? Therefore, this is that. This is this, and that is this, and therefore this is that. Like that, you know. Yeah, he he. The only thing that he's actually able to prove is whether he was thinking or not. So he was like, <laughs> he was like, do I have a body? Do I have a, you know, oh, you're right. is there so an outside world? Okay. Like, therefore, if I have a body and there's an outside world, whatever's going on in my brain is thinking. <laughs> and he was, he also was like, Who is I? Who am I? <laughs> what is I?
0: So, yeah, you, so you picked this up from Aristotle, essentialism, it's called. So the belief that essence
1: uh, is. Th- Moisture is the essence of wetness.
0: Yeah, essence uh, precedes existence, is the idea. So, that the, and going back to even Plato's sort of theory of forms, that they're like uh, in describing the properties of things. So, he he gave an example of a, a ball of wax that has, you know, a shape, texture, size, color, and smell. But as you move it closer to a fire, all of those things change, but it's still wax, and you still recognize it as wax. And that's because it it still has like a waxy feeling, extension, changeability, and <laughs> movability, he calls it. Um, but yeah, there are like uh I don't know, ways of like thinking about the thing that are essential to its being
1: uh so could, like here's an example of his thought his like thought descartes Descartes like thought path. He's it's like an T-H-O-T. evil an evil demon mm-hmm. may be making me believe that things are false. There is nothing of which I can be certain. When I say I am, I exist. I cannot be wrong about this. An evil demon could try and make me believe this only if I really did exist. I am thinking, therefore, I exist. Oh. so that's yeah. An that evil was demon his
0: can't trick you into thinking that you don't exist.
1: Do you? Uh, what about Hobbes?
0: Oh, I got Hobbes. The,
1: the, the tiger. I did from a lot of research. America's yeah, America's favorite comic. Uh, yep,
0: Hobbes, the philosopher from Calvin and Hobbes. Um, no, Thomas Hobbes, the political theorist. Um, yeah, so his context was this is during the English Civil War in, like, so it's kind of, like, mid-1600s, uh, and stuff is going crazy, uh, in England, uh, during the Civil War between the, I guess, Catholics and Protestants.
1: I see a quotation by him, life is but a motion of limbs, and there's, like, Anglicans and Catholics. There's, like, some very creepy... I see some very creepy like pictures of like veins and like tourniquets and stuff like that.
0: Oh, I didn't even research his, yeah. his medical stuff. Oh, I, like, just, I read about his political theory, which is... So oh. The book is The Leviathan, which has some pretty cool cover art. But isn't
1: that like some devil sh-
0: No, there, like, he just argues shit? that... He okay. argues for a social contract and rule by an absolute sovereign. So he was very like... He was a royalist. He was very like pro-king... Um, And so he believes, like, humans are animals. The basic state of nature is the war of all against all. And he has the quote that, like, life would be, what is it, like, nasty, brutish, and short if, like, left to their own devices, Um, which is, like, clearly untrue because we've talked about all these, like, hunter-gatherer societies that are relatively peaceful. But anyway, uh, that's why he argues you need, like, you need laws. You need a, a king who can do whatever they want. So that's kind of Hobbes. He he did not have very much faith in his fellow man, and thought that people had to be kept in line.
1: He also thought that yeah, he he thought that humans were like robots, basically. Ma- men are <laughs> machines. Yeah, because he was like, he was like, the heart is just just spring, like the n- nerves are just wires. You would have yeah, you would relate to him. <laughs>
0: he was probably misunderstood, just like me. <laughs>
1: um,
0: yeah. So Hobbes gets contracted or contrasted, sorry, with John Locke a lot. So John Locke came a little bit later. Not, not
1: Calvin? Th-
0: no. Weird. That's a funny thing. Yeah. They well I think Bill Waters just or Watterson just picked like uh cool names. But no, Calvin right, Calvin founded Calvinism and really was just I was joking. Theologian. He just wasn't joking. A f- I don't know that he even qualifies jokes. as a philosopher.
1: Yeah. Is John Locke even in this? Yeah, he is.
0: Yeah, okay. yeah. So John Locke is, he, he has very similar beliefs to Sir Francis Bacon, by the way. They're both English, Enlightenment thinkers. Uh, so John Locke's considered the father of liberalism. So he believes um, in a lot of, like, the kind of humans are innately good, have inalienable rights. It sound, this sounds a lot like the Declaration of Independence, which was pretty much they just copied John Locke. Uh, When they wrote the Declaration of Independence. Plagiarism. Yeah, so the concept of inalienable rights. So the sovereign shouldn't have absolute rule. Individual humans have rights that have to be respected. Um, You can have a social contract or, like, responsibilities, but it needs to start with uh, individual freedoms that have to be respected by the sovereign. So he was very, like, in favor of religious tolerance. Freedom of religion was, like, a key thing. He liked the founders also picked up on. He did talk about epistemology somewhat, so that he believed knowledge derives from your sense of perception.
1: Oh yeah, and he thought that your mind is just blank AF when you're born. Yeah, like he's just a blank athlete. And so he was like, if we corrupt the children, then they're gonna have we're gonna have corrupt adults. So
0: this counters right, like going back to Plato and Aristotle and, and the original even sin, dude. Um, he didn't believe that there's innate knowledge that exists out there in the universe that we should know he believed which i think most americans at least kind of believe this now that like no you learn things throughout your life that's how you construct the theory of the world that's how you gain knowledge and know stuff
1: yeah that was his his vibe he was like you can only know what you experience
0: yeah exactly so that's your that's your john locke uh one funny thing is he really supported child labor yes (laughs)
1: yes <laughs> so oh my like, god <laughs>
0: so like totally like for the declaration he's of independence like, these children uh, will
1: work for Sheehan they will make cheap <laughs> leotards yeah, really. and dollar makeup brushes
0: um, th- I guess there's a reason child labor isn't really covered in the declaration of independence yeah I guess with a lot that's of these really philosophers that's really
1: funny because he, he was like good education but also
0: religious freedom good education and then he had some essay like on the plight of the poor and he's like we should put their children to work it's important of yeah so i don't know i mean you uh you, t- you take the good with the bad folks i guess different time yeah so those are those are i think we've covered your major enlightenment thinkers what about thinkers? spinoza oh yeah we the skipped Jew. over spinoza
1: yeah he was so cool cuz like people threw rocks at him and he was like fuck you i'm 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 god's child
0: yeah
1: R- really i think people did like throw rocks at him
0: so so spinoza's great because yeah as you said jewish enlightenment Jew. thinker um, just like me and anti-semitism and was huge uh back then so he's dutch the dutch were more religiously tolerant than most other european countries but uh like yeah the jews still lived in the kind of their own you know separate uh you know like part of the town or whatever or neighborhood and had their own culture that they kept kind of like hasidic williamsburg or whatever but they were uh in the Netherlands but so he questioned the authenticity of the bible he was a very skeptical guy
1: as as us Jews are are want to be
0: yeah so he was like wait the bible was written by basically he was like every sunday school brat he was like wait the bible was written by by human by men though right like by people so like maybe it's not all that accurate how do we know the true word of god and so he got shunned uh, so he was kicked out of the jewish community at at age 23 And then later, the Catholic Church also banned his books. So the religious authorities did not like Spinoza very much. But yeah, he kind of followed in that, uh, I don't know, vein of like sort of like with Descartes or whatever, sort of self-discovery or or how can we like get a conception of the divine from reality. So he believed reality is perfection because why would God make reality any different? Um,
1: Yeah, he's like God is in everything. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So he and he
1: said he said every object in the universe, even a rock, has a body and a mind. All right. Yeah, which I like. No, he was like God is in nature. He's very like Kabbalah. I, he's like the original Madonna.
0: Oh, there you go. Yeah. Sure.
1: He's he's Madonna. Okay, he's so, gorgeous. Oh, so he, he by the hair. way
0: uh, he he renounced like uh, renounced ethics beyond the material world. He is compared to Madonna, <laughs> the Epicureans, you know, personal happiness is what you should maximize, but through like living reasonably.
1: Yeah. He gave up a lot of like plush positions because he was like, I'm not going to lie. He was like, I'm not yeah. going to lie. I just I just want to study. And he turned on a lot of lie. a
0: lot of booty calls because he. Yeah. He had work to do. And he's like, that's not where true happiness comes from.
1: Yeah. I'm married to philosophy.
0: Oh, and then he did. So it's this is neat because this is like what do we say? It's like early 1600s, but he influenced Freud a lot. So he had thought, I don't know why he was writing about like psychology, but he held that knowledge of the true causes of passive emotions can transform it into an active emotion.
1: Yeah, because he was so bullied. I wasn't kidding. Like he had, it was like a really transformative. Experience like that, he was like beaten when he was like by other ki- children, and then he was like, I will, I will survive.